you look up an idea and it's not out there, uh, nine times out of ten, it's probably a shitty idea. So what's up, HVAC crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. Riding Dennis tonight. We do have a guest for you. Um, I'm excited about this one. We got another tech techie on here. I know Ryden's maybe not as stoked. Maybe he is. He gets to listen. <laughs> but I'm always stoked. I get to learn. He gets to learn. Um, I'm excited about this one because I've got some stuff that I've done in the past that I wish I could have sent to the invent help people to help me out so we got a guy that's going to talk i'm gonna i'm gonna pick his brain on some of my ideas and see what he thinks so yeah without further ado let's get it going yeah come on What's up, HVAC crew? Like Dennis said, we got a guest on the show tonight, so uh, I'll try to get through the uh, usual shameless self-promo, and then we'll get things rolling. So uh, we have sold out of the Pink Warrior hats, so they are gone for the 2022 calendar year. They'll be back next year, um, but we do have some cool, uh, some other cool Pink Warrior noise or noise news to talk about later. Um, when Dennis and I get into some of that, maybe we'll get into it on this show, maybe on the next one. But uh, cool things to come with the pink HVAC R&D logo. Just know that. Um, also, please make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at HVAC R&D, as well as on Facebook at HVAC and d because, you know, it couldn't be uniform. Where's the fun yeah. in that? Right. Uh, also, you can Facebook. find... Yeah, exactly. Um, also, you can find... More info on our link tree in the bio of our Instagram and our social media. Also, please make sure to follow us over on Trade Hounds. Great trades community, camaraderie. Uh, also, you know, it's a great place for people to post their battle wounds from out in the field here lately. Seen some crazy ones. Oh, yeah. Um, good survival stories there, I'm sure. Um, we also do post some exclusive stuff over there, so go check us out. Also, make sure you are registered for AHR 2023 in Atlanta, Georgia from February 6th through the 8th. Dennis and I will be on the podcast Pavilion Floor in both Pavilion 1 and 2. Going to have some meet and greet sessions and also have some cool swag giveaways. We've also been starting to get contacted by a few of the different vendors that are having boosts at the show, so... Uh, stay tuned for more news about different places you'll be able to find us hanging out during the different days. Um, 
Yeah, we still don't have our yep. guest pinned down, right? Yep. No, not a hundred percent. We're about we're about halfway home on on getting guests nailed down, um, finishing some topic negotiations and some other stuff. So those are coming. Um, and like just, I said, I'm just pumped we get to drive to it. I know. I'm so excited. Not fly. Yes. Not that flying's you know not bad, but it's not right. always all all it's cracked up to be either. No. Um, tell you that to my six hour delayed flight uh in dallas earlier this month or well last month this calendar's rolling quick this year hvac crew oh, yeah. so um any other information you need you can always find in the link tree um a lot of our other stuff as well as some of our sponsorship stuff that's coming up so more of that's going to be announced soon but you know what you guys are really here for is tonight's guest um a big thank you we've been working on getting him on here for some time you know him as the air surgeon on social media, as well as the inventor of the Jumper King that is produced through Subco Trade Fox. So please welcome our friend, Mr. Robert Kraft, to the show. What's going oh, on? Oh man, just chilling. I'm not jumping right now. I'm actually sitting down. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> good walkout song, obviously. Yeah. Um, I know it wasn't live right now, but I will have it in there for you. Um, but yeah, good walkout song. It's perfect. You probably wore that one out here lately. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know if you can wear that one out. You can't really wear no. all of Van Halen out. There's a few of them, but that one's, you know. Pretty, pretty good, classic. Pretty good jam, yeah, for sure. Are you a Van Halen fan? What kind of music you like? Uh, you know, I like a lot of music. I like anything from the the speed metal, old school Slayer, Metallica, Megadeth, uh, you know, Pantera to uh, classic rock to some jazz. Um, cla- you know, I play. I've been playing guitar since I was like sixteen, so. Music has always Sweet. been in my blood. Okay. Yeah. So I love all music. If it, if it sounds good, I listen to it. It could be from any genre, you know. So, but yeah. Definitely love nice. the uh, old 80s rock is probably my favorite. Yeah, you definitely picked the right show to get on. So you've got two musicians here with you. So. Oh, nice. Um, we should jab Yeah, I, I, Yeah, I was going to say, I dabble in the guitar a little bit. My son's a big drummer. Nice. Um, of course, riding... Ryan's a drummer. Yeah, I was a drummer and a piano player, but now I I, I don't hold a candle to Dennis's kid at all. Um, he does he does the drums with Dennis on our intro, and then uh, Corey also writes all of our background music we have on all the shows. So he's he's uh, a big part of it, even though he's kind of hidden behind the scenes. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, these young young bucks, I tell you, they're I don't know, they some of these young bucks out there are just. Bam, just right off the bat, they're good. Yeah, I mean, we, I was going to say, I'm 40 and I started playing at 14, but then, you know, I feel like I'm in the largest rut of my life in guitar. It's just, it's just the horrible loop. I haven't gotten any better (laughs) and I play the same shit all the time. And my son's looking at me like, why are you playing that again? I'm like, shut up I, that's what i got that's all i got <laughs> that, that's I'm the same thing my son like i already heard that i'm like 
Well, uh, so have I, but you know, uh, yeah, it's all but guess to. what? I want to play guitar right now, and this is all I know. So I'm playing it. I, you know, we got this is got fun acoustics. for me. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got acoustics in every room. You know, you walk in my house, you just grab a guitar, and if you want to play, go ahead. You know, they're love it. They're everywhere, and uh, he'll grab the guitar and start playing something. And I'm like, when did you learn that? He's like, I don't know. Yesterday, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I thought you were a drummer, and he just he just grabs a guitar and throws down some sheet music and I'm like, wait, what? I, like, how did you learn that? And that's where they are, man. I just don't remember having that. I don't know. I sat in my room and, and picked out, you know, I learned Nirvana and learned this and learned that. And then, um, I never really played in a band, which I, that would have probably helped me a lot, but, um, I did play in a band a couple, uh, for a little while, a couple of bands here and there. Um, but the highlight of my, Music, guitar, playing, whatever you want to call it. Um, you remember the the band Dokken, right? Um, old God, 80s band good. called, you know, Into the Fire, Dokken, George Lynch, the guitar oh, player. okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm, George mm-hmm. Lynch, yep. Well, when I lived in California, I ended up hooking up with that guy, and I was friends with his guitar, with his, uh, guitar tech and his uh, sound, sound engineer, and I ended up hanging out at his house and, helping him shoot a YouTube video at his desert house and um, got to play in his, uh, in, in his home studio and got a tour of ESP guitars uh, there in California. And yeah, oh, I'm nice. out with him for like three days straight, uh, stayed in his, one of his kids uh, rooms that he had at his house. <laughs> um, but what a genuine, super cool guy. Uh, he signed my guitars. I, I have some memorabilia guitars uh, oh, from him. that's nice. Yeah. Um, like the skull, the, the bones guitar, uh, iconic guitar out of the, uh, oh, nightmare on Elm street or something like that. Um, he did a video, uh, my mind's blank on what song it was. Uh, but anyway, I might have to break all this back out. Look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll have to send you maybe a picture of it or something like that. But, um, anyways, I have that guitar to this day. And uh, he signed it. He played it um, at one of his gigs at the Nam Show, which is like the SEMA of, of music or the. Oh AM. yeah, that's awesome. You know, so really cool stuff. Yeah, so um, always have uh, those memories and stuff like that. So pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah, that's so. My son's going. He wants to get into um, kind of the sound engineering. He I mean, he still wants to play drums for a living, right? But it's like going to the NFL at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, you know, so he's got to have a plan B. So he, he, he wants to work in a studio and then, you know, maybe you can like guitar tech and just, just get in there. I told him while he's young, you know, go to work for live nation and roll up chords and just get up in it. Yeah. I mean, while you're young, um, you know, and then you can, if it turns into something, it turns into something, but you got to, so he's going to try to get a degree in some of that. We'll see what happens. But That'd be cool. and you just you meet so many people when you're when you're on the road. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you got to get in the thick of that's it. That's where you build so many relationships. That's the key is relationships. I mean, we'll talk about my trucks later, but I mean, I wouldn't have built the trucks that I built without relationships. You know, um, right? I yeah, I wouldn't be where I'm at in my career without relationships. That's the key um, to being successful. One of the keys is creating relationships with, with people, you know, um, 
Oh yeah. Definitely. So that right. and just being being a good genuine person that usually helps too. That yeah. I mean that <laughs> um, comes like well. That doesn't come naturally to everybody. Well, I was but, gonna say it comes uh, easy to me, but it seems like I'm in a world of freaking weirdos anymore. Um, but feel. there's there's still there's still a few out there that are you know good people. But uh, and I think that you know you gotta you can't just give in. You can't be like, well, I'm just gonna start ripping people off or being a weirdo because uh, it's just it's at the end of the day it's not worth it. So when you build relationships with people, it's quality people. It's good right. good people. And that's who you want to surround yourself with. And that's, you know, very important. That's, it's funny you say that. You, do you think people have always been just weird and just assholes? We just didn't know it because uh, it was there was no social media and Facebook. Yeah. Because I swear after COVID, and my wife said this, she's like, God, people are just assholes all of a sudden. Like, what happened? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's my town. I don't know what it is. It's like all of a sudden... Everybody's in this fog. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no kidding. Um, you know, I, I, um, I totally agree. Uh, I think like my son was, my son's 16. He was asking me like, is it, has the world always been like this? I'm like, well, <laughs> I think it has in different ways, but I didn't think, I don't think we knew about it. Like I didn't, I, I hardly even watched the news ever. Uh, when I was in my teens, I, I care less about the news. Uh, right. now it's all over the place in your face, in, in your face on, every time you look at your phone or whatever. So I think that it probably was, but we didn't know about it is what I'm thinking. Yeah. We had, Oh yeah. Especially growing up. I didn't, I mean, back then you could, my dad would watch the eight o'clock news and there was some stuff on it. Like it's almost like you can't let your kids watch that now. Oh yeah. yeah. It's bad. Like it's nothing. There's nothing productive on there. I always tell my wife, like, we'll turn it on once in a while just to watch, you know, the weather mostly. And, you know, out here in Colorado, you never know what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, and I'm like, do I need to know how many people got killed out there today? Like, does that really benefit my life? Right. It's uh, just shock value. It's, it's just, yeah, it. it's just, that's it. it's propaganda crap. And, and, you know, when my son uh, was just old enough to talk, uh, so this is probably what 13 years ago. He, he said, "Dad, that's a bad, that's a bad uh, program, TV show." <laughs> and I look, I look at it, and it's the news, right? It, it's it's the whole vibe that they give off, you know. Um, so I don't know. I, I thought about I'm an entrepreneur. You guys probably noticed that. I well, I don't, you know, I, I do a lot of things. I'm always trying stuff. I you know, inventions, companies ideas, whatever. I, I'm just, I, I like doing that kind of thing. And I thought about what about a, a you know, a good news channel? Cause there's so much, there's so much good <laughs> news. Great out idea. There. I mean, there's so <laughs> yeah. much good stuff out there that no one even knows about. Um, and I actually pitched some, uh, networking companies on the idea of it and, and tell them, told them I'd help them produce it and, and help them do whatever it took, but I uh, never got any feedback. So that one kind of like good news. They're like, they're like, we don't want to tell people yeah. good stuff. That's not going to drum up any kind of buzz. I know that's like boring, that- <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it would be cool to, to see all the good stuff happening out there. Really? You know? Yeah. They'd rather just crap on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No all right. So before we get too heavy, as you know, on this show, me and Ryan crack a beer. So we're gonna get into what we're uh, what we're drinking on. I got a I got a little something weird to drink tonight. 
Um, well, then you go first. I don't know who wants to go first. You want me to go first? I think this is... <sighs> so who makes Shiner Bach? Is that... Is that Texas? What am I looking at here? So this is Shiner Holiday Beer. But it just says Shiner on it. All right. It is... Are you Googling? This is Texas, right? Yeah, it's got to be Texas. What does it taste like? Well, I haven't opened it yet. So this is a holiday cheer. Um, You know, it's November. It's peaches and pecans. Wow. That's interesting. I don't know. Or pecan. If you're a pecan guy, I'm a pecan guy. Pecan, pecan, yeah. Um, Let's see. Yep. So is that the same company? Am I looking at that right? Texas, yeah. Yep, Shinerbach. God, it smells just like peaches. I'm not a big peach fan, but... Oh, wow, that's pe- That's peachy. That's peachy? It's peaches and pecans. <laughs> you don't taste yeah, any I don't think pecans? I've ever... Yeah, a little bit on the finish there. Okay. Sounds interesting. May... Yeah, it's a... Um, I don't think I've ever had a Shinerbach either. I don't oh, know, it's five five point four percent. It's just kind of it's just a light beer. Looks like. <laughs> I, what I, you got, Ryden? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> please don't tell me you. Br- <laughs> what? What are you gonna say? I don't. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I had lunch with with my niece yesterday, and a lot of, we've talked about my niece a few times, but she has uh, connections in the the bar scene all over the Charlotte area. Um, if you see some of the, a lot of our videos are ending with Dennis and I cheers and a, a little liquor drink at the end of it in front of a Murto made distillery sign. That was a place that, uh, is a local distillery that my niece works for. They let us use their bar to do that promo video and our HR stuff. Um, but I had lunch with her yesterday at, at, uh, Blackfin, which is her other place that she works that has been a kind of a go-to spot for us. Um, and while I was there, the uh, Noda Brewing rep walked in with a new holiday beer to try. I can't believe you brought a holiday beer on like me. I didn't. I didn't bring it on. Oh, I tried oh. it yesterday. I'm talking about it. Oh, okay. Um, All right. So I tried the uh, new Noda Brewing Hoppy Holidays IPA. And well... I'm not I'm not an IPA person really at all. Now I will be honest, the taste you get kind of in the beginning of the beer is great, but then that IPA just pale ale punches <laughs> you in the face. <laughs> you're like, oh, that was good for like a few seconds, and then it just kind of nah, it's yeah, not still, my thing. I just can't do it. It's different. So it says, but, uh, and that's not me saying it's not a good beer. A lot of people love the IPAs. That's not my thing. The, the initial taste of it's good, but I just, I don't like the finish of an IPA. Not my thing. Too right. hoppy. Um, but I'll give you the little blurb from the can. It's a 6.5% pint. And it says, whether you've been naughty or nice, we wish you holiday cheer with this one of a kind brew loaded with six scrumptious hop of varieties <laughs> complemented by citrus notes and a brisk piney aroma it's the perfect ve- beer for the most wonderful time of the year so happy holidays from your friends at Noda Brewing nice um 
Rep was super nice. It was nice to get a free beer. That rarely ever happens, so thanks right. to my niece for her connections. <laughs> um, but uh, I will raise a glass. Well, not a glass, but a can of an old hitchhiker oh. uh, to salute that downed IPA from yesterday. <laughs> Wash her down. So a hitchhiker on our show is a Modelo. Um, I know we end up telling this story every time, but I can't remember what episode it is. But uh running joke between my wife and I is how this happened, and it is just stuck with the show. So, but a hitchhiker is a classic Modelo. Just a good old Modelo. Yep, good old drinking beer. All right, so we've covered we've covered quite a bit here, but we're gonna have to get a little backstory on you as far as on the HVAC side, kind of what you're getting into now, and then we'll we'll get into uh, kind of dig into the past because it's your first podcast. So yeah, it is your first podcast. Uh, sure we is. gotta let we gotta tell your story. Yeah, and we get to break and we get to break the good news of your story to everyone. There you go. It's great news. <laughs> HVAC R and D, the Good News Network. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Boring, <laughs> right? <laughs> Nobody gets shot on the show. Sorry. Oh man, jeez, <laughs> that's a good thing. So yeah, what's your, give us a little bit of your background and kind of how you got into it. All right. Well, right out of high school. Um, Everyone graduated uh, besides me. And um, so everyone, you know, a lot of my friends were going to do their careers and getting jobs and doing all this stuff. And, and I'm thinking, uh, hmm, I don't feel that great now. Uh, <laughs> I, I was feeling good when they were working at, you know, and, and doing good in school. And I was out messing around. I'm like, you guys are idiots. And then uh, I felt like the idiot after after that, you know, everyone graduated and was on to their careers and I was just kind of lost, but that changed very quickly because, um, I soon found out that it doesn't matter. None of that matters, you know, just depends what you're going to do in life. Uh, so to get to how I started at HVAC, my, uh, my stepdad goes to the coffee shop and, uh, every day and every morning and comes back one day and says, Hey, my, my buddy, uh, needs help. Uh, help doing some work and i'm like what kind of work like i don't i don't like to work what kind of work are you talking about (laughs) you know uh i get up at 11 o'clock you know can i start at noon (laughs) i'm I'm, you know just almost 18 probably somewhere in there and uh he goes no he's he's doing hvac work and and, uh he needs help starting tomorrow i said okay uh what do i gotta do he goes well you gotta be at the uh at this restaurant at 5 30 in the morning to meet him there 5.30? Yeah, I'm out. Uh, well, I was, I'm thinking... <laughs> I'll just stay up till 5.30. That's what I was thinking. I, I was thinking, okay, so I, I, I party, uh, you know, do a few party favors, and then uh, boom, I'm ready to, for, for work at 5.30. So, anyways, I showed up at 5.30, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. That was 32 years ago. So, that's wow. how I got into it. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. So was this residential or commercial? I was going to say, was it like refrigeration? Is that how you started or was it? It was, it was actually all commercial. Um, the company that, that this guy worked for that now I worked for, uh, had like 30 something Chuck E. Cheese, uh, stores, you know, Mm. accounts. Um, so yeah, I'd get free pizza and soda and, and, 
and uh, you know go to these hot buildings with my boss, and he would fix it, and I would feel like a hero too. And everyone's <laughs> like cheering at us, giving us free pizza. I'm like, dude, this job's killer, man. Are you kidding me? I'm in. I forgot about Chuck E. Cheese, man. Yeah, that was right. My spot when I was a kid. Yeah, that's right. I don't even know if they're around anymore, but I mean, who come I'm, up with that idea with the rat, like? Yeah. The giant rat, rat walking cheese, around. Cheese, cheese pizza. Yeah, that was... My daughter was terrified prob- of that. Probably the, <laughs> the same person that came up with the name Reem. You know? Right. Yeah, let's let's name our company Reem. Yeah, that's a good... Well, that's that, a was, great that was the brother's last name, so oh, I mean, that's it? how that happened. Oh, I, can, okay. I can give... We, yeah, can give you, we can give you a lot of backstory on that one. I've sold Reem Root products for, since I was four. I actually, my dad's been, yeah, my dad's been around it forever. They're, they're, they're my favorite residential brand. When I do residential every once in a while, and, and when I did it years ago, uh, Ream is top notch. That's why I'm go. like, I just never correlated like, you know, I, I don't know the backstory. So that's that's cool that there's a backstory to it. But, but I'm like, you know, either that's a genius that said, let's name it Ream because we're going to Ream your ass. Or <laughs> let's name it Ream because we have a real reason to name it like that. But they are, I, I, in my opinion, the best uh, residential it's a good it's a good solid yeah sure it's a dreams a good solid brand it's easy and it's to rude. work on absolutely yeah. rude to say rud that's right that's what we say i know rud rude ream yeah but uh <laughs> so yeah so then um i was a few, few years into the trade and uh i worked for mostly a lot of commercial companies um early on just helper you know and stuff like that and Oh, I just, I do got to mention something. I, I was on the, uh, when I was working for that company that was done, doing the Chuck E. Cheeses, I, my boss was downstairs and, um, you know, I thought his gauges were up on the roof. And I, and so I hooked up his gauges to this unit. And I'm like, I could do that. You know, I want to see what this, what these gauges do. And he, he yelled at me so hard. He's like, you could put non-condensables in there. You could ruin the whole system. I'm like, what the hell's a non-condensable? <laughs> I'm like, he's, he got all mad at me. He's like, let me train you how to do this. You're gonna screw up my all my units and stuff. I'm like, all right, because I'm I'm a I'm a like do it kind of kind of guy. It's like okay, if, if I'm gonna do this, you know, I don't want to just hand you a yeah, wrench. I want to get I want to know what the frick's going on here, you know. Uh, yep. So and then another thing is uh, that's back when cordless drills weren't were just coming out, and uh, I had this Ryobi, and that's when Ryobi was like not not great at all, and uh, it was like. You had to plug this plug into it, like a nine volt plug to charge it overnight. And I brought it to work and I was, I was all like proud of it. Like I got my own tool and stuff and my, my <laughs> boss goes, well, well first I, I undid a couple panels to take out, to change the filters. And, and the thing died after like 15 minutes. Oh yeah. My boss like, what the hell are you doing, man? He, and uh, so I felt embarrassed and stuff. So I threw that thing off like a 40 foot roof on the, on the, into the parking lot. I said, well, that thing's gone. <laughs> And uh, and it didn't even break. I'm like, that's no, got to be worth that's something. Back then. That's got to be yeah. worth something, man. But my dad had the the Black and Decker, the long, yep. skinny drill, and it had the metal chuck on it. Yep. on the end when you had to have the key to, yep. to tighten it. If you didn't have that key, you were effed. You were for screwed. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't just put your hand on it. Um, no, and he still has all that, and it's got those nickel batteries like they had a memory like if you if you took it out of the box and plugged it in whatever charge was on it that's your max charge like oh yeah 
you had to run them down. You know, we had like shit wrapped around the trigger, like run it all the way down. Um, I remember him like, don't plug that in. You're going to mess up the memory of the battery. Yeah. Uh, you know, now we just throw shit on the charger and yeah. we got like 12 batteries, you know, we get oh, uh, shit everywhere, but yeah. yeah, he still has all that man. And it, it's, uh, you know, when you squeeze the trigger and you let go, it still turns like 10 more rotations <laughs> and you gotta be, you know, cause it doesn't have a break on it. So, um, yeah, yeah, they were, they were hard as hell to we use. Had, I mean, we had really. the old Makita's. With like the twelve volt battery that was like a foot long. Oh yeah, yeah. The handle. Akita, yep. And you're like, how in the hell am I gonna fit this gigantic handle down anywhere? So then you end up having to go buy the, like the little seven point six volt Makita so you can put it smaller places. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love old tools, man. I mean, I'm I'm a tool guy too. I I really like, you know. I mean, I don't have a million tools. Some of these guys out there, they have so many tools. I just kind of have, I, I like tools, but it doesn't mean I have, right. you know, tons of them. But I, I, I love tools that get the job done right. I, I mean, when you find a tool that just makes your life so much easier and it makes you look good and it makes the job look good, it's right. like, that's, that's, that's awesome. You know? Yep. Well, these, uh, you know, we got, we got 20 different pipe benders now. We got. 10 different flaring tools we got automatic flaring tools swedging tools and it's like holy cow yeah the tool industry um, i mean milwaukee has really really stepped up because uh, they were kind of just you know they're just kind of cruising along there you know years ago and they're coming up with their engineering department is is going crazy yeah i was a dewalt guy yeah me too and mm-hmm. they and they still now they still produce some pretty sick tools yeah, i mean yeah but Milwaukee is, um, they're obviously hitting the social media hard. Yep. yep. They're getting, uh, you know, influencers, they're getting tools in their hands cause they're, you know, they're big on Instagram and that's free commercials, man. I mean, you can't beat that. Oh, like, you can't, no. Uh, that wasn't available back in the day, you know? Right. They didn't go around and give people free shit. Like, you know, here, you want to use this? Yep. I mean, so yeah, but I mean, I, I still see guys on Instagram with some some new Dewalt stuff because I always thought they were pretty top notch. Their batteries were good. Yeah. Um, because there's a difference on a on a cordless tool. There's a big difference. Oh yeah. There's a bunch of companies out there that make it, but you know, you can break out a skill saw and find out real quick mm-hmm. <laughs> what a good uh, yeah. you know what a good battery is or a good tool. But that's right. Um, so yeah, so yeah, get it. Let's get into as far as what, what you got going on with Subco. You want to get into that? Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to read, yeah, uh, yeah. And kind of, how did that even happen? Yeah, I, know. I guess that's part right. of your, your entrepreneurial spirit and you were working on something you're like, this has got to be an easier way to do this. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. So I was doing, uh, you know, some maintenances quite a few years back. And, you know, I, I didn't want to turn off the unit, put my jumper wires on there and turn it back on and wait for the time delay and blah, blah, blah. So I was just, boom, I would just, uh, you know, I was always good at landing my jumper wire where it needed to go and bam, it comes on, you know, compressor. Fan is no big right. deal, but the compressors, you don't want to just 
just you know you don't want to short cycle compressors it's just not now you get one shot at that you want yeah right. one shot yeah <laughs> so um i'm on this maintenance and this maintenance uh was actually an all-inclusive maintenance of mine which means i pay for all the parts that break i, I get a good monthly income out of the deal but the less things that break the more money I make, you know, so it's kind of a win-win for me and my customers if they can afford that in their budget. So I'm cruising right along and I, you know, this unit had wire nut connections. And so I went to go bam on the compressor and, and it hit it twice and went bam, bam. And, uh, the compressor never, never started. I blew up the compressor basically is what I'm trying to say. Mm. And uh, I'm like, no, come on, you could start. You know, it's maybe it's on off on overload or. <laughs> no, you. Can I can just picture you like rubbing it and petting no, it. No, I was like... petting it, man. I, <laughs> uh, I might have spit on it a couple times. Just, you know, uh, yeah. Come on, you got it. We can do this. Let's get. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so then I had to bust out my meter and I checked it and I, it had an open winding on it. And I'm like, well, that ain't gonna reset. So I'm like, you know what, man? I'm tired of these damn stupid cheap ass jumper wires that break all the time and the, the, the clamps, you know, get stuck and they don't open and in the cold weather, it's just a nightmare. I said, there's gotta be a better way to start these units. And so I, I did a quick search there on the roof. You know, this wasn't too long ago. This was probably uh, late, uh, probably about 2017 or so. And, um, I didn't really find anything. I mean, I did find one tool. I won't name the name, but it was it was way too yep. too much. It, it was too much than I what I needed. I wanted something simple. I could just boom, pull out, get it going, and go. And uh, right. so I had this idea in my head, uh, and I'm sitting up on the roof, you know, after I just blew up this compressor, going, "Okay, first of all, <laughs> I'm going to tell my wife I just cost us fifteen hundred bucks, so that's going to." fun dinner conversation um <laughs> but so i thought you know what i need it why don't you just create like a you know a, a little box with a switch on it with these wires coming out i'll hook one up to, to r and then whatever other wires i'll hook up to what you know compressor fan whatever i want and i'll turn on the switch and it'll i could turn it on i, I could hook it all up with the switch off right so nothing right. i don't have to worry about short cycling anything and then i could just turn the switch on when i'm ready and turn it off when i'm ready so I, that just like, boom, came into my head. So I went straight from that job to Home Depot. Um, you know, I got a gang, little uh, plastic uh, two by four gang box, a little slide switch, um, you know, some wiring. I had to actually order some wires off online. So it took me a couple of days to get that, um, some alligator clamps and this and that. And I made this thing. And so I'm, I'm in my living room with a, with a Dremel and I got a table set up in my living room because my garage at the time was was packed with with too much stuff to, to you know kind of work in there so i'm working in, in right. the middle of my living room my wife comes home from work and there's shaved plastic shavings all over the living room there's wires <laughs> everywhere she's like what the hell are you doing man <laughs> Sounds like like, house. <laughs> dude i said i just blew up a compressor today i'm making a damn tool so this shit don't happen again and so um that's where the jumper king was 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 created um, and I took it to work the next day and I was so excited because I was able to hook it up to the unit and I'm like, okay, well I got stage one, stage two, I got fan, uh, hooked up. Let's go. I, I turned on the switch and, and they fired up. I'm like, oh, this is, this is beautiful. This is like, yeah, what a simple deal, but yeah, easy. I mean, but it, but it's a lot, right? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just 
jumper wires will always have their spot. You know, if you got to bypass a, you know, a high limit or something like that temporarily just to see if it's, you know, if it's open or yeah. whatever, they'll always have their spot. But the thing about the Jumper King is you can make your own jumper wire without the box if you wanted to, just real quick. Um, right. You know, if you're doing heating, uh, stage one heating, you can make your own mismatch. Uh, you know, you could have a magnet on one end and a alligator clamp on the other end or two insulation piercing tip, whatever you want. But what's cool is the kit is there if you need it. It's like if you need to start a two stage heat pump system safely, it'll do that. If you need to start, uh, you know, if you need to find low voltage shorts, it'll do that. Um, it'll tell you what wire is shorted too, because you can hook it up with whatever wire you want. Let's say the yellow is the shorted wire. There's a nail through the wall downstairs or whatever it is. You right. go to energize yellow, and the and the fuse pops out on the bottom. The little three amp resettable fuse. You know that the yellow wire is the one that's shorted. So that's pretty cool. And then, you know, you can like I said, you could make your own quick jumper wire and and buy you know use it that way too. Um, and then also with the insulation piercing tips, you can. Um, put one tip on each side of like a pressure switch or whatever. You can measure voltage in there, stick your probes in there, or you can hook that up to the Jumper King and bypass it. I mean, so the Jumper King does a, a lot. Well, more. you're probably still, you're probably still finding stuff, right? I just found something. What? Yesterday. I think it was, uh, I think I put it in the notes. I saw it on there. Yeah. It's like, it, it holds the door switch closed. If yeah. The double. <laughs> oh, like, I love that. Son of nice. a bitch. Um, yeah, and so, <laughs> like, I just wanted it to start units when I was ready. So, it started out with one switch, and then, uh, so, I reached out to Supco. I think it was late. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. How did that happen? Yeah, yeah. So, I took a licensing course on how to license products to companies, um, probably in 2014 or so, somewhere in there, because I've had I've been inventing stuff all my life. I've had products that I've invented that didn't know what to do with that are on this, on the market to this day, making money and, and helping people out in the trade. I also went to one of those companies you see on TV, you know, bring your invention to us. I got ripped mm -hmm. off for 12,000 bucks. It was an auto, um, automobile filtration system with uh, like a charcoal filter and pre filters and all that because, mm -hmm. um, you know, California, when they they had a lot of fires out there, I could still breathe in all the, all the, smoke and, I, and i'm like well you know carbon filter will take care of that and so i right. came up with this whole idea they'd rip me off for twelve thousand bucks so that was like in 2000 probably and then 2004 i came up with some ideas uh like the magnet strap you know you see that on everything right the, all the meters and stuff well I'm, yep. i made one out of a dog collar and a, a magnet and i was hanging my <laughs> hanging my my gauges to units i was hanging everything off that dog collar and a magnet and but i didn't know what to do with it um, right. You know, I, I thought you had to have millions of dollars and you had to, you know, know these people and all this. So I stumbled across this company called InventRight and uh, on YouTube and watched their videos. And they're solid people. They're the, the founder is a hugely successful inventor himself. Um, and so he wanted to help people like, hey, you don't have to, you know, you could license these products to people and they can, you know, uh, they take care of a lot of the cost and most of the cost usually. And, and, but you get a percentage and all this stuff and this and that. So I looked into that. I took a course on that. So I was like, cool. So when I, when I came up with the jumper King, I already went through that course and didn't even uh, know I was going to come up with the jumper King. And then, so 
I reached out to Subco uh, about 2016, and at the time, uh, they were acquiring. Um, it wasn't the right timing for them, uh, in other words. And they said, "Hey, you know, uh, we're it's just not the right timing for us right now, but you know, please revisit us because you know it's a cool idea, but it's just you know uh, not good timing for us." So. About a year goes by, and about 2017, I go to this barbecue at the lo local train supply shop, and uh, they have this Trade Fox Subco stuff, the umbrella and these other things. I'm like, what is this? It goes, oh, these are uh, products that it, that technicians invented. I'm like, through Subco. Like, I'm like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Right. So I, I got on the phone. Uh, I didn't even, I usually wait, you know, I want to do good business till I'm in a quiet environment. My dog's fed. My kids are happy. No one's crying. But I, I called uh, the Subco when I was on the freeway. It's all loud, you know, and I said, hey, I want to want you guys to revisit this idea. And, and at that time, they were uh, it was better timing for them. And they were just coming out with the Subco Trade Fox stuff and things like that. So then they took it on and were interested in it. Um, but then so as we're developing it and things like that, a lot of the things uh, changed out there in the market, you know, that the universe threw at us, um, you know, shipping stuff and COVID and all this other stuff. And there was just a lot of delays. And then we had to make a lot of different prototypes. But it's kind of a blessing, though, because that's when I came up with the different switches to, you know, engage all these you know, the compressors and all that all separately. That's when I right. came up with the uh, resettable fuse. Um, the interchangeable tips, the silicone wire leads, you know, not the hard plastic ones. And so right. I was re really able to, to, um, to dial it in and re and, and really bring it to what it is nowadays. So I'm glad I had all that time, you know, usually a product takes a year to two years to get developed and out there, you know, on the market, just depending on what, what, uh, you know, how complicated it is. Um, so you know, it, it is what it is, and it came out in good timing, though. And and it wasn't ready to come out any earlier, to be honest with you, because it wouldn't had wouldn't have been as cool as what it is now. So right. And then when yeah. I when Josh uh, uh, Cooley got on board with Subco, he he started really working on all these uh, inventor products, and me and him and Melissa, she's the marketing uh, gal that's kind of behind the scene. We all worked together and really dialed this thing in in the last uh, year year and a half of 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 uh before it launched and uh and made it made it a quality product so pr pretty happy with that so i haven't i haven't put my hands on it yet but i feel like i have watching all these videos i know man i'm not, I, I, I'm I'm not in the field anymore but I'm posting like a nine-year-old out here, man. It's like, right. <laughs> I'm going to throw out another post. I don't care. Uh, I, well, here's the thing though. The, the, so there's jumper wires that have been around for, you know, I don't know, 50 years or, or more. And, right. and then there's the jumper King. There's nothing in between. There's really nothing in between. So a lot of people. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, it's like. The concept is just like, yeah, I mean, golly, why, why haven't we had that? Exactly. Yep. And that's why, because I was going to buy one when I was up on the roof and I ruined that compressor. I'm like, I'm going to buy a tool that does this. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't really see anything that kind of fits my eye. Um, so, yeah. So that's why, like, a lot of people are like, well, you know, it might take too, too complicated to hook up and th this and that. And. It's really not. It, I, I've tested it. It's 30 seconds. It's hooked up. 
Um, and that's what well, you're just hooking up jumpers. It's just the matter of you're not going to short cycle anything because you don't, you're, you're not energizing anything yet. Right. Yeah. So All the switches are as off. Quick as you can hook shit up. Yep. I mean, you know. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's kind of fun because you turn the switch and boom, there, that compressor comes on. You turn the other switch, the reversing valve kicks in, turn the other switch. And, you know, like on a two, when you're doing a PM on a two stage cooling, two stage heating unit, you can hook up, has enough wires to hook everything up. So with one hookup, you can check first and second stage heating, first and second stage cooling and check all that up, all that out with one, one hookup, which is really cool. That's why I came up yeah, with, that's with a big deal. that many, right. uh, you know, with, with six, uh, wires on up to six wires on it, you know, to, makes sense. Yeah. So, so the, the fuse too, out that intrigued me cause I'm, for the past five years up until now, of course, I've switched jobs now, but I was, uh, you were talking about Reem Rude. I was tech support for them. Oh, nice. And uh, trying to fix a low voltage short, which to me is the worst call in the business. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to fix that over the phone with a guy was impossible. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's a tough Because one. I don't know his skill level, right? And, uh, He's got fuses everywhere. He's got a, you know, the little popper or whatever. He's got all that shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really either got to disconnect everything. And I used to tell guys to energize one at a time. Mm-hmm. So you're doing the same thing with that. Yep. And I said, look, you got to separate the indoor, the outdoor. We got to figure out which component is got the short. It could be 50 things. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just on a residential heat pump, right? There's a lot of stuff that's low voltage. Sure. So, um, yeah, having that on there, that's a great addition to that thing for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, because even if you hit metal on accident, you know, you can, without that, you're going to, you know, ruin something. Um, and it's just, yeah, it, it's crazy on how much, like, I didn't even really, I wanted to start units safely. That's it. And then it just evolved into like, well, you could do this with that or do, do this with it. Oh, wait, you could do with it, this with it too. And I'm like, I, right. I'm like, <laughs> you know, like mind blown off my own tool that I invented. Like, shit, it does that too. Right. What the hell? <laughs> uh, which is really cool. You know, I mean, I'm very proud of that tool. Uh, I've worked really hard on it. I got, uh, I own a, a patent on it and I have a patent pending on it as well. So eventually I'll have two patents on that tool. Um, and that's nice. a whole different animal patents, you know, but, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, the main thing, like, I, I don't, I don't do anything in life solely for the money. I mean, yeah, money is what makes you do a lot of things, cool things in life. I mean, you gotta, well, we gotta have it, gotta have right? it. it is but, money. Yeah. But I do it out of passion. Like when people are on, Instagram going, dude, I love this tool. It's, it's helped me out. I thank you so much. That right there just makes the hair stand up on my arms. And that's, that's what really gets me freaking fired up, you know? Um, uh, yep. Oh yeah. So I'm happy to, to have created something that helps the guys out on the field. I use it all the time. You know, like I said, I've been doing this 32 years. I use mine every time I'm out in the field. Um, it's just fun to use. It's like, it's fun. It's safe. It's, it's like, it's a cool thing. It's like, it has some cool factor to it. Um, you know, but before it came on the market though, I got to admit, I was a little bit nervous because you're always biased about 
something that you create, you know, oh, this is the best. And not that I thought that, but I'm like, this thing is cool as hell. But it's like, you don't know until it gets on the market if it's what the market's going to, yeah. how they're going to react, right? And yeah, you try to not get too too stoked on your own Kool-Aid. That's right. Yeah, because that, that, that could turn into poison real quick. Um, but, I mean, the, the respect, the the support I've had, I mean, it's it's mind-blowing. I'm, I'm just, I'm very impressed with the people in the HVAC industry because 99.9% of people are supporting me, which is a lot. And love the tool, yeah. and I mean that's that's unbelievable. Even in today's day, age, where all these haters out there, um, people are, are really supporting me, and it's 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 mind blowing. It's it's so surreal, but you know. So that, well, that's, that's what I like about it. I was gonna say. So I haven't ever mentioned any of this stuff on this show, but so I've I've made stuff since I was a kid, mm-hmm. just like that, right? Yep. Just. And you just make it to use just like you did. You made it in your living room. You're like, I got to have something Yep. like that's been my whole life. Right. But having this company out and when I saw this company come out, I thought, man, I could have used them like 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so you'll appreciate this. Like I said, I've never said this on the show, but when I used to do cabinets, when I was probably, I didn't go to college, uh, kind of went down the same path like you, but, um, I was doing cabinets. So we were doing woodworking, right? So I'm like, man, this is when the iPods came out, right? Some kind of little MP3 player. So we're like, I want to listen to our music. Nobody wants to listen to the radio. So I took my dad's old computer speakers and I put them in this little wood box, right? So I put, I ran a cord inside there to power them up because you had to power them up. And then I ran three uh outlets on this box so i cut them in you're talking about a 12 inch box with a handle on it with computer speakers so we would charge all our cordless tools on no shit so essentially this was a job site radio yep this was like i don't even know what year this was it was 20 plus years ago there was no job site radio right there's no bosch there's no dewalt yeah we were charging our batteries on it. We plugged our MP3 player in it, and it was the coolest shit ever. Wow. And we didn't do nothing with it. Like, I just used it on the job, and over the years, they started coming out, and I'm just like, you know what? Damn. Like, what? What's the boat on that one? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, but that, ha- I mean, how many times have you, mm-hmm. has that happened to you? I mean. Well, I'll tell you. Um, you sound like the same guy, right? You've done that your whole life. Oh, since I was a little kid. I mean, it's like, right. okay, this is bothering me. How do I fix this? Um, it's just, yeah, ever since I can remember. But um, I've, I've had a lot of tools like that. And at first I was like, you know, that's like the magnet strap and all that stuff. It's like, oh, that sucks, you know. Um, but, you know, what I realized is if you have a good idea and you look it up and it's on the market, that just validates that you, you have good ideas, you know, that's true. If you look up an idea and it's not out there, uh, nine times out of 10, it's probably a shitty idea. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's true. Nine times out of 10, not, not always. Cause, uh, you know, of course the jumper King wasn't out there, but, um, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, the laser line when you're uh, using a chop saw or a skill saw or whatever, they have that laser, you know, mm-hmm, right. because I, it bothered me so much when I would cut wood 
and my Sharpie line or my line would disappear with, with sawdust and I'd lose where I was going. I'm like, well, that'd be nice to just have like a laser line on there or something like that. Well, uh, that was years and years before the laser line even came out. And it's like, okay, that could have made me a millionaire. Um, right. You know, yep. but I didn't know what to do with that, with these ideas and anything about that, but well, cause yeah. we always heard too that it, and it did cost money, right. To put these on the market. Like, Oh yeah. And you had to have the right. So when I first got into HVAC, um, you know, in Atlanta, going up in these attics, I'm like, damn, it's hot up here. And I'm trying to work on this furnace, you know, doing service. You start sweating and you can't get your mind right, you know. Oh, yeah. It, it could be 140 up there, right? Oh, so yeah. I took like, uh, I took like those round, you know, a lot of got a lot of installers would drag a, a blower housing up in the attic, right? Turn it on, blow some air on them while they're working. But for service... Like I took this round fan. I don't know if you've ever seen those little round Honeywell fans, the little Mm -hmm. black. So they're open in the back. So I basically took a board, cut a circle out, dropped this in so it would pull air from the back. And I had like, like your, like your drawers for your cabinets, right? I put those runners and I would go up the attic stairs, open it up, set it on the attic opening Mm -hmm like behind you and drop a duck down. So it had like a little piece of flex on it Yeah, and it would pull air from the house and blow it up on me in the fur at the furnace, which even if they didn't have air in the house, right? It was 80. Yeah. 80 was cool. Right. And it felt like AC. So I was like, man, this is just cool as shit right here. This is, yeah. um, of course I had a shitty fan, you know, I kept trying to find like really good fans. So I got a good fan built a nice prototype, you know, took it to, I don't know if you remember, if you ever heard of invent help. Yes. Well, yeah. I had the caveman on the commercial, like Mm -hmm. making the wheel. Yeah. So I took it to them. I mean, they didn't know what the hell to do with that thing, man. They were like, uh, they were like, you know, you're going to have to come up with about 12 grand up front. (laughs) We got to do this. We got to do that. I'm like, there's that. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna use. I think I'm just gonna use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I'm just gonna use it. You know. And I kept it on the van. You know, I made little videos where I could show that it was blowing out 80 degrees and it was 140 in the attic and. Yeah. But literally stayed in my van, went nowhere. Like. That's it's it, just a fan, right? But it worked for that situation. I mean. Right. Yeah, and I remember in California, uh, you know, when I had my business out there, I did mostly residential out there. So, I mean, I've done, you know, a little bit of everything uh, in my my time. But I remember being up in the attics with my brother out there. Uh, I got my brother into the trade out there. And like you said, 140 degrees, sweating your, your you know, what's off. And, I mean, it's, it's freaking brutal. Um, you know, it's brutal up there. So that's a great idea. Um, that's why, like, the Subco Trade Fox thing is so cool because they're they're smart, right? Because the technicians out there experiencing all these issues every day are the ones that come up with the greatest ideas. Yeah, so they know. Why wouldn't yeah, I mean, there you got to figure it out on the fly? Yeah, yeah, and these companies that have ripped off these inventors and stole their ideas, they're they're going to be shoot, they're shooting themselves in the foot. For for one thing, now that social right. media is out, everyone's going to know to never go with them. And, you know, so that either they have a, a killer 
uh, engineering team or that's all they got. And the, the engineering team isn't out there in the field every day, every day they're behind a computer screen so they can only do so yep. much. But when you're out in the field and you're, you come across these, these issues and you can bring them to SUPCO and they're not going to steal your idea and they're going to, you know, uh, treat you right and, and respectful and fair and all that stuff. Uh, what a smart thing on, on their. Well, yeah, on, that's you know, genius on them, genius. right? Cause they're just getting all these, the only way you can come up with half of these ideas is to be in the field. That's right. Yep. So yeah. they're not in the field. Nope. I mean, they, they, they try to be right. But at the end of the day, yeah. they're not, nope. they're not slinging every day in attics and crawl spaces, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, I still got that little fan. I ended up adding a light to it. <laughs> I added like, you know, an outlet to it, you know, all kinds of shit. I just kept adding to it. Dude, right. Lights, you know, lights and magnets <laughs> make are like right like, they make <laughs> everything better you know <laughs> like it's like bacon or something it's just lights magnets i mean i love lights and i love magnets um yeah and and uh so that's a good idea so what? uh well i used to bring up uh portable acs up up in the attic with me um you know like a I'd, <laughs> there you I'd, go i'd like to find like a fourteen thousand btu the biggest one i could find at home depot and and uh, rope that up in the attic and turn it on and, you know, uh, first thing in the morning. And eh, there was so much heat load up there. I mean, it it maybe knocked off 15 degrees at the most, depending right. on how big the attic was. But I didn't really feel like if I – unless I had it blown like right on my head. But then then your head's free, freezing and the rest of your body's hot. <laughs> then That's no good. So I, I, like it, I, I like your idea better to where it's like a – you know, just a cool breeze, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I had like a, I ended up getting a really good, because I wanted it round, so I ended up screwing like a 10-inch elbow. Yeah. So then I could then I could turn it yeah. where I wanted it. Yeah. Um, like I said, it ended up just growing into this transformer <laughs> deal. But <laughs> I had this like, I don't know if you've ever seen that flex that the guys use on the road work where they drop down for fresh air. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a heavy yellow. It's not insulated. It's not insulated. Yeah. So it's kind of fabricy. So I had that on the bottom side and it would just drop down into the, you know, hallway yeah. of the house. Yeah. And there's always an outlet right there. So I had like a 20 foot cord. I just kept rolled up on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, plug it in, go up the attic, set it behind you. Um, yeah. I mean, so if it, let's say that the, the air w- did work upstairs, it, you know, but you were just doing something else. So then you had 70 something degree air blowing on you. Um, yeah, it, it worked. I mean, I used it all the time. You obviously you got to carry it in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I had the little expandable so you could, it was only probably 14 inches wide, but I could spread it out and set it on a, you know, set it across attic stairs. So it, sure. It was pretty nifty. Yeah. I mean, it was a little cumbersome, right? I mean, there's only so small you can make that, but. Right. Well, I mean, it's better than heat stroke because uh, I've had, well, I'll tell you an attic, right. an attic story. Uh, this is, this is crazy. So um, hopefully we have enough time on the show. I, I, I try to be quick. Sometimes I go crazy on my stories, but so my, me and my brother are carrying a condenser. It starts here. We're carrying a condenser over this little fence and he goes to grab it to grab it to get a better grip on it and the condenser hits me in, the, in my front tooth and knocks my tooth out 
and I, I look on I know I look on the floor <laughs> and I see it bouncing on the on, bouncing on the on the sidewalk or whatever. I'm like, I look at him and I smile. I'm like, he's like, holy shit, because he knows me. I I used to be a pretty, I used to have a pretty bad temper, and I'm like. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Right now, like, dude, I said I have a, I have a like a really important bid tonight, uh, and I have no tooth. I'm like, a hockey smile. I mean, yeah, I did totally. I said, he he was like, dude, don't don't kill me, don't kill me. I'm like, well, I mean, it's, I know it was an accident, but let me know when you're gonna like you know shuffle the unit and get it ready, especially when it's right by my face, so I could be ready for it. I didn't know you were gonna do that, and, and the thing hit me in the face. So I go to this bid at, at that night, right? And I, I have no tooth. And I told a customer, I said, I'm sitting at their dining room table, you know, showing them uh, all the pamphlets and all that stuff. And I said, uh, you know, I said, don't bother. My, I told them the story. I said, my brother knocked my tooth out today. I apologize. And they're like, oh, <laughs> you know, no worries. Uh, we feel bad for you. No, no worries. So I ended, I ended up getting the job. So I come back, I don't know, a few days later. And by that time, I had a temporary tooth in my, in, my, in there. So they're like, oh, uh, cool. Uh, hey, good morning. You know, we're going to go to work, but I, I, glad to see you got your tooth fixed. I said, yeah, I got the temporary in there. Yeah, <laughs> looks looks much better. huh?" And uh, they're like, yeah, cool. So they go to work. Me and my brother are up in the attic, and this is one of those 140-degree days. And me and my brother, we're eight years apart, so we always uh, battled in our earlier ages. This is probably 25 years ago. I don't know. And yeah. – uh, and so I got all pissed off at him, man. And I'm like, you, cause he, you know, I don't know what he was doing, being lazy or whatever it was. And I, I remember reaching into my mouth and I, and I pulled out my, uh, I was so pissed off. I pulled out my, the temporary tooth and I threw it at him across the attic. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and I threw my tooth at him. He's like, are you kidding me? And so it's lost in the insulation up in the attic. And now I'm toothless again. And, you know, and I don't know why I'm hurting myself when he's when he's the one pissing me off. But um, that's just how my temper used to be uh, years ago. And and so the funny part is, uh, well, he, he took off. He's like, I'm, I'm going to give you a little while to breathe, man. You're freaking nuts. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. So I'm cutting myself, you know, and it's just a rough day in the attic. So the customer comes home and we're still there. And they go, shit, uh, your tooth's gone again. I'm like, I'm like, ah, it's all good. Don't, you know, I just kind of like, yeah, things happen, you know, <laughs> and I, we just kind of, you know, left the job. I never did tell the customer that my tooth is up in their attic, you know, but, um, but yeah, so addicts can get you, addicts are, are rough. So I appreciate that fan that you, that you, uh, that you made, um, cause it's rough up there for sure. Yeah. We've had some guys. So my boss was real bad about especially when it was just me and him, he was bad about keeping water on him all day, but never drinking it. Oh, okay. So he's, he's the one that's got the water bottle. He's always got a water bottle, but it's the same one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the same 20 ounce water bottle, oh, uh, all day with three sips out of it. And man, he, he went to the hospital multiple times for just started getting the headache, started getting sick. Yeah. And just had to go get fluids, you know. Yeah. Um, HVAC's no joke, you, man. It's a tough. You job. stop sweating, like if you're not sweating, that's not good. No, it's, uh, it's about to hit you. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that's um, a problem. I, I've been there too. I've gone where, like, I had to get, go lay on there the customer's grass. Like, you know, I need to breathe, man. I can't breathe. 
Um, it's weird how you walk outside. It's 95 outside and you're just like, oh man, it feels great out here. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so good. Yeah. I mean, HVAC, it's a tough trade, man. It's definitely a tough trade. Um, I've kind of evolved into commercial only, uh, the last eight or so years. Um, I, I, I revamped my company cause well, I guess this, this is what this is for, right? Is stories. Is that okay to tell another story? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, for it. When I came, when I, when I, uh, so I created it. Well, first of all, I, like, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I was, I was a pretty heavy drug user back in California. And, um, in 2000, I started like, I was quitting, but then like four or five months later, I'd go on a rebound and then I'd quit again. And, you know, that's when I was with my wife. We were, we were engaged at the time and stuff. And she's just like tripping on me, like, what is going on with you? I'm like, oh, yeah, just whatever, you know. Um, but then when my son was born, uh, 16 years ago, that's when I quit. Uh, and I was, I never looked back, but what I'm right. getting to is I built up a really successful business in California. I had five guys working for me, making some really good money, had some great guys, great customers doing new, uh, you know, new custom builds over at, you know, Newport beach, um, just living the dream doing good I had boats uh brand new trucks all my guys had brand new trucks i had a, a 2000 square foot shop i was proud of myself you know i went from uh partying real hard to, to get my shit together and and creating a life a future for my son and you know and, and right my family and so when 2008 2009 happened i wasn't ready for it we just remodeled our house we just put like 220 grand into our house and that was pretty much all the the cash flow I had at the, at the moment, uh, cause all my other cash was into my toys and stuff. But, um, so then the economy crashed and that was basically our dream home at the time. And, and we lost everything. I'm talking trucks, guys, uh, house, you name it. I mean, we were just, Jeez. Uh, I mean, it was unbelievable. And I, I had shingles, um, because of so much stress, because Ugh. I was like, I spent 10 years building this company up, being a good boy, being clean, doing a good job. And then all this happened. And so we went to, I said, let's move and start somewhere fresh. That's a little bit cheaper, a lot cheaper, you know, uh, and that has a cold and right. hot climate. So we picked Colorado, didn't, ha didn't know anybody out here, didn't have any family. We drove out here with my, I had one work van left. Um, that I had paid for. And then my wife's car, my three-year-old son and my dog. And we just went to Colorado with 1800 bucks to our name and about $200,000 in debt. And, uh, it started from scratch. And, um, so about three years goes by and I'm trying to get my own business going out here. And, um, it was doing okay, but I was doing mostly residential and whatever I can get on my hands on. And I, I really needed to put, uh, need some marketing money to kind of let people know that I was out there and I didn't have the money for that because I was spending all my money on raising my family and paying our mortgage or right. our rent at the time and all yep. that, yep. you know? And, uh, so then I, um, went to this one residential call and then, and the guy was a GM of, uh, the, this car dealership chain out here. And he goes, you know, I like, I like how you're honest and do a good job. And I like your style. I like how you're fair. You know, I'd like you to come uh, help us or come bid on these uh, these commercial jobs over here or these commercial, my, my dealership, some repairs. I'm like, yeah, for sure. 
And I've always, that's one, one thing I've, I'm very proud of. I've never ripped off one person in my whole career. Um, I've always charged a fair price and done the best quality work I can do. And that's always kept me, you know, like you said, well, like we said early on, well, you, know, yeah, relationships. you can't go wrong there. That's no, not never going to bite you. you know never I mean? bite you. So I got into that, to that. And then I, I, I finally I re, renamed my company and I restructured my business model into commercial maintenance. And I can, that's something I can do by myself. I don't need a crew. I don't do right. big ductwork jobs, nothing like that. But so that's how I got into the commercial maintenance. And now I have uh, about 30 car dealerships that I do uh, as a one man show and Jeez. I, and I bill them monthly. And so it, it turned into a, a great, a great thing, you know, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I, I do yeah. zero advertising. I don't have any, I'll, you see my truck. I don't have nothing on it. You know, I go and do my quarterly maintenances and that's it. Repairs. See, that's what I like about this show, right? We, we, we bring people on and we, hopefully guys listening are like, God, there's so much you can get into in this industry. Yeah. Yep. It's insane. You know, I'm a, I'm a tech trainer for manufacturers rep, Ryden's a salesman for a distributor. Right. I mean, there's, I don't know how many jobs there is. Right. Oh, and then crazy. I find out, I find out new ones every day. Yeah. Yeah. But and see here you are by yourself, which, you know, if you got, you got young kids out there working, they're tech or, or maybe an installer for a giant company. And they're like, I want to be that guy one day. I want to be, I want to own my own company and have all these employees, but you know what? You don't have to go down that route either. Right. You can, you can be solo and make a good living too. Oh, which, you can, yeah. You can pick your path because you I can mean, take there's your a lot. skill and you can hone it in and use it, you know, use it where it best fits your lifestyle and what you. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Well, I, I did. That's I, what trades is all about, though. That's what. Right? Yeah, like, you could take this trade or any trade to any level you want it. Want to? You got to be creative and you got to be a hard worker. And I did skip a spot, so uh, real quick. So after that three years, um, I decided to. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna throw in the towel. I'm gonna go to work for another company. So um, I, I'm glad I remembered this because it's just kind of a blur. But you know, it's what eight nine years ago. But so I went to work for. Um, another company in town as a service manager. I figured, well, I'll just make, you know, 80, 100 grand a year or whatever, run it, run the service department and call it a day. And I go there and I, they had two service technicians. They had no uniforms that they were losing customers. The, the whole service department was a freaking mess. And so I was like, cool, I can, you know, I can, I know how to do all this stuff. I'll, I'll build this stuff <laughs> up. And so I built them up to five service techs. A uniform service. I got all the parts because uh, they had parts um, uh, warehouse on site. So I got all that organized. I got all the guys' vans organized. I gave, you know, got them incentives. Um, I got their some of their customers' backs that they lost. Um, but you're going to trip out on what I'm getting to. So when I was looking at all the numbers and everything, they're, they're pulling in 260 grand plus a year just on these maintenance contracts that, that they give a shit less about. And that they send the, the cheapest service tech guy out there and he, oh, he yeah. doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And I'm like, you know what? That's that's my niche right there. I said, I'm going to start a company where I just do commercial maintenance. And uh, that's all we do. So we're, we're going to be the best at it that we can be. So I really had no competition. So, you know, at the time, um, 
before that, I met that guy in the dealerships and stuff, and I was still, you know, in touch with him and stuff. But when I worked for this company, after right right before three months hit, uh, the um, they fired me, and I, I couldn't I couldn't understand why. I'm like, I just made your whole service department badass. Like, what the <laughs> hell? I mean, I was blown like, away. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was it was unbelievable. So. Um, then you know I, I reached out to that guy that that, that uh, was a GM of that dealership. I said, hey, uh, you know I'm I'm on my own uh, now again, but I'm you know I, I'm I started a whole new maintenance company that does commercial maintenance. So then you know it took still took a while, probably another few months, six months after that. But I finally got in with that guy and started and actually got his dealership as an account. And then come to find out, this dealership chain has like 26 dealerships. And then I got in Jeez. with all the other guys and it just kind of grew from there. Um, but well, that, when you go a, to a dealership and you're like, Hey, by the way, I, I maintenance this guy's dealerships and there's 20 something. Yeah. They're going to trust you on that. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. It's huge. And so that was a blessing in disguise. You know, at the time it was like right before Christmas, I had like 60 bucks in my account. So talking about music earlier the way I, the way I got back up on my feet after that I mean and I got the flu I was really sick uh, like two weeks before Christmas and we usually fly out to Chris to uh, California to visit my family in Christmas time my wife's family so I'm out there at Christmas time in my pajamas with 60 bucks in my account just lost my job <laughs> going you know what I mean what the hell's going on here so that's when I kind of brainstormed and I said you know what they're making 260 grand a year just on maintenance. That's that's not even repairs or nothing. That's just uh, right. maintenance cost. And I'm like, that's where I'm going to tap into. So when I got back to Colorado after after uh, Christmas, I um, sold two of my guitars, um, not the George Lynch ones that I told you about, but two <laughs> two nice oh, guitars okay. that I had, and I got 35 bucks, 100 bucks for both of them, and I put that down on a, a down payment on a work van. And uh, started started my commercial maintenance company, and it was the best thing that I ever did. And I, I have so much freedom. I mean, I do every quarter I go out and do. It takes me about a month to go through my buildings, and then I'm just on call. So if I don't have any calls, I'm out golfing or something, you know. Um, oh yeah, there we go. No, don't tell Dennis that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he'll be he'll be on the plane to Colorado tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, let's go. Like, oh golf, let's do this. The only sad thing I gathered from that is you sold two guitars, but yes. I'm glad you yes. got up and going. I actually have never sold one of my guitars yet, which I don't have a bunch of yeah. high end, but I had a nice Les Paul that I sold and then a nice ESP that I sold. Uh, yeah. Those don't ever lose. I mean, guitars are like guns. They're like, mm -hmm. you know, if it's a good, yeah, Les Paul, you're never going to have, that's always money in the bank right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, all in all, I, I, I can't complain. Uh, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad it all happened. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I, I bill all my maintenance accounts monthly. So whether I have service calls or not, I, I have a minimum monthly income coming in, you know? So, well, I was going to say a lot of the residuals, that's what's building. Yeah. That's what's, what's built. All of these companies value these days is, how many maintenance contracts do you have? Okay. Yep. Well, that's, that's what your company's worth. That's if what that, it is now. If you don't have maintenance contracts, then you don't have customers. Right. 
I mean, you can't just say, yeah, my, my company's worth a shitload of money because in the summer, man, we're real busy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, no, what are your yeah. customer? What's yeah, your customer base, though? You know what I mean? Well, so, that was hard. Like, even in California, when I was making, you know, I, I was making up to six, seven hundred grand a year out there, and that was good for me in my early 30s, you know. Um, but I didn't know, like, some months were like two or three grand, five grand, seven grand. Some months were 30 grand, just depending on what kind of work was coming in. I had, I was in like 12 phone books back when phone books right. were a thing. And, and uh, I never knew what I had to budget myself. So now I know at least minimum what I'm going to make and I could budget myself off of that, you know? Right. And so that's where we're at now. But as we say this, uh, we're getting ready to move out of state in J January, mid January. And uh, I've been trying to sell my business and I thought I sold it to this guy. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys think they're, they, they just wish that they had everything, but they don't want to put the effort to it. And uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do with my business. I might have to just walk away from it. I have no idea. I have, you should be able to sell it right now, right? That's popular. Oh, I, I have a broker yeah. and everything. I mean, and uh, I, I can't get anyone that's worth a shit that, that's, that can get any money, first of all. And I'm not selling it for a huge amount. It's, you know, it's, it's a decent amount, but... Um, nothing like crazy or nothing, but it's, these are gold mine accounts. These, these are like, you know, right. I mean, these guys remodel their buildings all the time that they, they don't question, you know, uh, anything. Um, right. but I can't find the right guy. So it's like, we're out of here. We already found a house and we, you know, we're closing on it on January 16th. So, uh, if I could, don't sell it, I'm just going to have to walk away. And, and I already have a job working for another company out, out where we're moving. Um, and I'm going to go back to work for a company as a service manager. So it's like, I've been, I've been on my own for 20. It's just a circle. Oh, it's a circle. I, I, well, I'm the type that I don't give a shit. I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and make shit happen, you know? Right. And I don't know what it's going to turn into. I might end up being a partner with a company. I might end up cause they only do residential right now. So I might open up a, a commercial division. Maybe if they pay me well and, and treat me well, maybe it'll be a great thing. If not, right. I'm out of there because with my kind of experience, I'm, I'm basically interviewing companies. They're not interviewing me. It's like, I already know that I can go right. to a company and kick ass on whatever they want me to do. Uh, you know, I've been on my own for 23 years besides those three months at that one company. So it's going to be a change for me, but I'm the type that, you know, I got a nice family. I got, I got a lot of cool things I like to do in life and, and I got to do what I got to do. And well, know. I think it's, I think it's cool for, like I said, I always, I love, I don't know how many young guys we have listening to the show, but, um, me and my wife were talking about this the other day. We could move to any town right now. I could now I might have to get back in the attics and the crawl spaces, but yep. you can't take this away from me. Like that's right. I can start doing a service call tomorrow in a van. There's not many jobs like that no no it 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 was um you know recession proof right yep. like it's a solid trade solid um now it's physical right it can be physical but you, you can like you said you can pack up move service manager right that's not a bad gig no nope. that, that could turn into all kind of stuff sure um especially if you've got a lot of experience right, right. but um at the end of the day, worst comes to worst, you can start catching calls. I mean, the, you know, 
some of these jobs you get out of college, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, heck no. You can't uproot and go. Actually, you don't uproot and go get a job somewhere else. You actually, they move you because they closed down and now you have to go over here. Yep. Yep. Right. Um, I see a lot of that, right? Like those cubicle style or work from home. They're like, yeah, we had to move because his job moved him over here. His job moved him over there. It's like, no, if I'm moving, I, I it's because I want to move. That's right. I mean, but yeah, you can just pick up in any town, man, and start. Oh, that's great. Like when I was calling for calling companies, um, you know, cause to get our loan, we had to have an offer letter and all that stuff. Uh, you know, cause it's out of, it's in a different state and they're like, well, we're not going to give you a loan if you don't have a job out here. So I got on the phone and, and as soon as I, they're like, well, you know, we're, we, uh, we require a minimum of five years experience. I'm like, okay, well I have 32 and I've owned <laughs> yeah. my own business. I've enough? started three different businesses in 23 years. Yeah, is that is that qualified? Oh yeah. Uh, what was your name again? Like they didn't even yeah what <laughs> they didn't even know give us you know they're just like they were really interested because right now it's so hard to find good people and and so I I want to make sure I, I land in the right spot um, that can let me let me shine you know let me let me right. take uh, your, your little area or whatever you want to do whatever you want to build. And let me have that as my little baby and I'll, I'll freaking make it badass, and, uh, <laughs> just give me some, you know, give me some resources and I'll, I'll make it happen. Um, so hopefully I, I, you know, get involved with that, but who knows, maybe I'll start my own business out there again. Someday. I have no idea. All, all I know is, is it's an adventure and, uh, right. I, I just got to open mind. You got to go with open, open mind. mind. Yeah. We'll just see what happens. But, uh, yeah. I was going to say a buddy of mine, uh, I think he's 50, probably 58. He'd been doing tech support for a brand mm. for, oh man, 20 plus years. And then worked on the counter and then distributor for 10 before that. So long time for this brand. Yeah. Just finally just had enough. Just was done with tech support, right? That wears on you. Um, yeah. Went to work for a small company, probably had five techs, two install crews as a service manager. And he's got his little techs and he trains them one day a week. Um, I mean, he's obviously the perfect guy to have for a company. I mean, he's he's been in tech support his whole life. So he knows what everybody has trouble with. Right. And he does his little classes. He goes out on jobs. I mean, he is loving it. Um Long, like you say, as long as the money's right, uh, he doesn't have to put his tools on, right? But he's in it. Yep. And uh, yeah, he's loving it, man. He calls me all the time. You can tell, you know, he used to call me because I've done tech support. He used to call me. And when you're in tech support, you're running calls all day. You're just not driving to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so you end up taking, you know, I might run 20 calls a day on the phone. And your brain's just done, man. Oh, yeah, it's fried. Because every tech is different. I mean, some are decent, some suck, some don't even have tools. It's just like, yep. Uh, some are really good and you get right to it. But um, yeah, he calls me. I can tell he's just super upbeat. So the service manager, you know, it's a good little gig to get into. I think so. I mean, um, let me fix my microphone here. Um, it is what you make it, well, you know? I was in California, like, I had five guys I had working for me 
when when I crashed and didn't have any work for like three months, the, my guys still stayed with me for three months without getting paid. Uh, Jeez. Because they loved working for me, and that's one thing that I, I, I guess I was good at is like they didn't have to come to work; they wanted to come to work. I took su such good care of them. If they half the time I was out at the river at, at Lake Havasu on my big ass boat and I would just come home to checks, <laughs> but they didn't, they didn't, they weren't like, Oh, the boss is always out playing and this and that. Cause I wasn't, I, you know, I, I got shit done no matter what. I mean, it's not like I was just letting shit you know, go, go to go, right. go waste, but, um, I did, you know, enjoy the benefits of having my own, my own company. But, um, I made sure that when they did a good job, I, I, I uh, acknowledge them for that. And if they, yeah, culture, I, I would give them raises. Culture. I would, yep. you know, whatever, uh, give them bonuses. I would, uh, you know, if, because they were my company, it wasn't me. It was these guys were out there dealing with my, with my customers, you know, uh, you know, of course I did the sales and stuff, but um, so I took really good care of these guys. In fact, when, when I uh, an interview for a guy, I go, okay, well, what do you get an hour at your previous, your current company or previous company? Well, I'm 20 bucks an hour, but, uh, you know, I could, I could start at 18 and see how I do. I got to go, okay, I'll, I'll give you $24 an hour and I don't want to hear no bitching. I want you to get out there and kick some ass. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, sure. And that's how I did it. And, and so, you know, a lot of guys would, would, would like, well, I'd start you off at 12 and then I'd give you like 12 and a quarter, you know, after three months that doesn't bring the best out of no. nobody. So no. I would rather do it the opposite way. And they think they're those guys that do that, think they're making more money that way and they're not. So in the long run, I had happy customers, um, referrals all over the place and great working guys. And in the long run, I actually made more money because I didn't have to babysit these guys. And they were, they had plenty of incentive to come to work and provide their family. Cause ultimately I'm, I'm providing, five different guys' families uh, income, right? So right. that was important to me that they worked hard for me and I worked hard to give them, uh, you know, the benefits as well. And that's why I think I would be, you know, good at, at running a crew because I've worked for companies, you know, before I've worked for companies for 10 years before I started my own thing. And, uh, you know, some of them treated me good, some of them didn't. And the, companies that didn't i didn't want to do anything for those guys you know it's like just the bare minimum no yeah once you get that taste in your mouth everybody everybody's been there when you don't want to get up and help that guy out wherever you're going to work that day yeah it's over you might as well you might as well move on might as well move I mean, on yeah it's just you, you know yep because there's a company out there that'll appreciate who you are right you know and uh in fact, my last company that I worked for, um, they when I said I was going to quit, they, they go, we'll, we'll give you three bucks more an hour, whatever it was, to stay. And I said, no, I appreciate that, but I've made up my mind. I'm going to start my own business because I've always wanted my own business since I was a early teenager. Just didn't know, you know, what it was going to be. But right. Um, so I, I made up my mind, and I and I've been in business ever since. And then now I'm going back to work. For <laughs> Going back to work for a company. I don't know if it's backwards or it's going to be forwards. I have no idea. But oh, well, you, take, the you take a whole different level of experience back to it now. Oh yeah. So yeah. so I mean that's that's the difference now is yeah. You know 
you spent three months tooling up a company to get it the way you wanted it, and then you didn't get to appreciate it. Right. So then you went and built something else. Now you get to take all of that back to the same kind of thing and start over. You're like, well, now I'm going to retool this company, but since I actually did this, you're going to retool it completely differently and be even more set up for success than you were the first time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I mean, life's all about perspective. If, if I go, well, you know, I got to go work for another company. I'm going backwards in life. This is going to suck. That's how it's going to end up. It's going to suck. It's yeah. going to suck. <laughs> but if I go out there going, you know what? I'm going to make something. I mean, make something out of myself and uh, I'm not going to quit until I'm happy with where I'm at. You know, I'm sure I'll. Well, and it's, it. it could be a could be a breath of fresh air, too, Absolutely. as far as when you go home, you might be home. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you work for yourself, man. You're not you're never off. No, I'm doing ever. contracts, uh, all kind of billing and all that crap. Yeah, I mean, your brain's going 90 miles an hour, yep. you know. Yeah, that, that's going to be weird to come home and be like, I'm done. What the, like, what do I do? Right. I don't know. But uh, I, I also want to invent, like, I, I have three more products that um, that Subco is, you know, wants to look at Sweet. and, and likes. So I would love to invent for a living, to be honest with you, uh, because I love it so much. Um, I got I got inventions in all different aspects. Uh in the sw- swimming pool industry, I got, um, and I haven't you know, done anything with these yet. I, they're still kind of in the works, but um, I got all things to a, uh, a garlic press that I invented. I mean, crazy <laughs> shit. Sweet. It's crazy shit, man. My brain, my brain never shuts off, uh, but I like it. Like, you know, it's just, right. um, I don't know. I, I love inventing stuff. It's so fun. But the, the problem about inventing, if there is one, is it it takes a long time to, to yeah. get it on market. And the patents... Well, and the more complex it is, the longer Oh, yes, takes. absolutely, yeah. It's not a fast process. Uh, and and I'm, I'm kind of like a, you know, I like shit done now. So right. um, <laughs> that's been a tough deal, man, but... Um, like with the Jumper King coming out, you know, all the delays we had and stuff like it just makes it that much more special that it's finally out and it's selling in like, you know, it's on the way to supply houses, people in Australia and uh, the Netherlands, um, but, uh, South Africa, Canada, people are all reaching out to me wanting this tool and it, it's just blowing my freaking mind. And so that's well worth the wait. You know, like right. it's well worth the wait. Um, so anyone out there that has products and it's, it's maybe Subco is working on it and it's taking a while or whatever, just, you know, keep your day job and keep yep. doing what you're doing stay the course. and just stay the course. And uh, it, it might be the best thing that's ever happened to you. So it just, you know, just. I mean, we're not known for patience over here in the HVAC industry, no, right? No. Like, no. How long is a five minute delay? Oh, I ask my God. <laughs> Every day in my class, and everybody's like, "Ah, oh, about thirty minutes." <laughs> That's unbelievable, man. Those five minute delays, those are oh. hilarious as shit. It's a long. It's like I've had guys are like, "Yeah, it's about three cigarettes." You yeah. Know, or what? <laughs> yeah, I used to. I used to. Maybe my buddy used to tell me. Uh, used to uh, judge time by cigarettes. Yeah, that's gonna be that job's gonna be about sixteen cigarettes. You know. <laughs> oh man. So I'll. I'll 
so I had a training class this morning. Speaking of that, um, I had a training class this morning, and the product that I'm training on is full inverter. Um, you know, so yeah. I always make the, I always make the, I always say, you know, we can't, we can't charge this beer can cold, right? And you always got some of the young guys in there not sure what the hell I'm even talking about. Yeah. And then the older guys are laughing, right? So this guy comes up to me after class, and he's got this Coors Light can. <laughs> but it's nice. it's all cut it's all cut out right so he's just got the the outer part if that makes sense there's no top no bottom right he he cut it out mm-hmm. he puts it on so i've got a running system that i always haul around on a trailer yeah he puts it on the suction line because i got the ac running and he puts a rubber band around it and the mountains turn blue oh no way and, yes and i lost it i completely lost it <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, I have got to make a Instagram reel. Like, how have I not seen this? He's like, see, that unit's charged. It's good. It's beer can cold. The mountains are blue. And I'm like, this oh, guy man. is killing. Is so- He's probably 70 years Please old. Please tell me you gave him a sticker. Oh, I did give him stickers and all kinds of That's shit. Bad. That's bad, man. I like that a lot. Right? <laughs> how have I not seen that? Yeah, because like- I come from that era, you know? I mean, right. Uh, I remember, yeah, that shit's freaking about as cold as a beer. Okay, they literally turned blue. That's unbelievable. You know? <laughs> That's hilarious. Whatever they, whatever they're using, you know, the little temperature on the yeah. paint there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He he comes up to me, he has it. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. He's like, no, nah, yeah, let's go over here. I'll show you. Puts it on the suction line, throws a rubber band, a little thing around it, and there they go. They start turning blue, and he's and I just was, I had to just walk off. I was like, that's freaking. Drop the mic, and there it is. <laughs> that's so badass. That's I'm gonna have to make a reel with that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one right oh, there. Man. Well, I remember uh, back in the day too, like like me and now I like my tool bag's pretty light. Um, I carry. I, I if I can't get it done with my tool bag, then there's you know there's a it's a full on it's a full on yeah. yeah because I remember back in the day when I was training, you know, get, first getting into it and. I had all the tools, man. I had, you know, gauges, and I just, I, I loved having all these tools on me and going up to the rooftop and, or the, or the furnace or whatever it was. And man, I'm important. I have all this. Shit on me. <laughs> and, 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 and my, my, the journeyman guy that was training me, he had like a, a screwdriver and a pair of pliers, and he'd fix fucking everything. I'm like, right. What the hell? Like a couple wire nuts in his pocket. Yeah, like, like he'd like three tools. And he'd fix. He'd fix. Every call that day that I wrote with him on, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I thought he was an idiot, but then now that I have, you know, I mean, that was early on, but now that I have a lot more experience, like, you really don't need uh, all these tools, um, but, you know, you do, but. Well, if you can use them properly, you know, once I started, you know, and obviously not jumping the, uh, or not, not knocking the, the jumper wires here but as a like as a tech support guy like i wanted to use my meter yeah it's for troubleshooting right i mean i worked with a lot of guys that was uh you know jumping jumping this out and they're like oh okay so that ran so it's got to be that you know you're you're turning the unit on to service it when you start jumping stuff out to find bad parts yeah if just use your meter and you start learning how to use your meter Right. So I had a meter, I had a drill, a 10 and one, you know, I, I got like you, I got down to like 
the little small veto bag. Yeah. And I didn't want to lug all that shit around anymore. Oh, no, <laughs> like, man, my back's, I, I just turned 50, man. I'm freaking starting to get work. You go into a crawl, right? I mean, for one, you can't carry it into a crawl space. Uh, so you got to find something you can drag through there. Yeah. Um, uh, but Your meter is your best friend. I mean, uh, I would say uh, a huge percentage of HVAC uh, problems are electrical. Oh, Very yeah, rare. for sure. It's, uh, refrigeration stuff, or well, it's always a TXV, but <laughs> every time. Well, it's electrical or it's airflow. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, my manometer is my other like big boy yeah, tool. Yeah. Um, yeah. More so nowadays. That's a that's a big one now. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. No, it's the, meters are, are, are great. They, they tell you a lot. And, uh, you know, I mean, you got to know how to use them. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy how things have evolved. Um, you know, the young guy. I, I don't know. I think the trades died down for a while. You know, but I think they're coming back. I think people are really realize because I would say twenty years ago, college was you know it was a, it was a good deal. I mean, you got a degree, yeah. an MBA or whatever whatever they want to call it, and. Good, well, good it could career. still be a good well, deal, good. just not for everyone. No, it's everyone. not. But nowadays, like, I know more people that have degrees that don't have a damn job than than not. And mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not not. It depends what you do. If you're gonna be a doctor, surgeon, this and that, and you got to do it, or else you're not gonna get a job. Just saying, hey, I'm I, I'm good at this, you know. But if you're gonna be in the uh, in, in the um, blue collar trades, um, you know college you really don't need it now i did take night uh college for two years three days a week after work um to to learn theory back in the day my company paid for it they put me through it and all that stuff but you don't even need that i mean i could have definitely done it without that but that gave me a raise at the company that was paying for it um right taught me the theory early on i think i only had two or so years in the trade at that point and uh company put me through that but i you know what you basically just need to get out there and uh and have an open mind and learn as much as you can because in the hvac industry knowledge is money you know oh you yeah know what you're doing well so i look at rounded i look at i look at doctors and surgeons and all that you know we bring that up on this show a lot but that is a trade too right oh yeah yep i tell my son like I don't want you, I'm not, you know, he knows what I do and I'm not telling you, you need to work with your hands. What I'm telling you is research something before you go spend a shit ton of money on school. If, if it don't, if it's not going to pay itself back, (laughs) it's, I'm kind of out on that. Right. Because what are we going to school for anyway? My history Um, degree is killing it. I know. I always say that. I just poor riding. He's got. Well, when I was in school, <laughs> no, like, I mean, it sucks because you want to learn that, right? And you want to progress and learn that more. The problem is, you know, I meet a lot of guys that history majors or this and that, and they end up either selling insurance or selling. <laughs> and that ain't what that ain't what they're. You're really picking were. on me now. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I know multi. I know. Yeah. I mean, Zach, I know a ton of people that. Oh did no. That. Yeah. Um. They went to school to be a teacher. Yeah. Ran up eighty grand in debt. 
and they make 40 grand a year. It's like, what's that's not good that math. Does, yeah, it doesn't compute. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, it, it's, yeah, so you know, pick something it, it's, in. It's, you get out of it what you put into it, which is cool. Like, I, I've right. took, I even tell, tell a lot of guys, I've reached out to a lot of guys on Instagram saying, hey, I'll, I'll, I don't mind helping you out with some advice, getting your own business going, you know, how to, how to take it to the next level. And a lot of them are like, yeah, cool, man, cool. And then they, I never hear from them again. And they, I don't know if they think I'm trying to sell them an insurance policy or, you know, or, or what, or, you know, I'm going to charge them. I, honestly, I've made it to where I wanted to make it in the HVAC industry. Um, so I'd like to give back to the community. And right. if someone reaches out to me and says, hey, I started my own business. What do you recommend? Uh, or, hey, I got some questions or. You know, I've, I've been through a lot of shit in the last 32 years and the last 23 years on my own that I don't want to just keep it to myself. Like, you know, I, I'd like to share my experiences with with these guys that are just, you know, getting in the field uh, for a couple, a couple of years or whatever it is or thinking about starting their own business or, you know, what if they're just, you know, making crap money and they don't know how to get out of there. It's like, dude, you know, you got to learn. The more you learn, like... You know, I learned um, install and service, so that made me a really good service tech because a lot of right. service calls have to do with bad installs or airflow problems or something like that. So once I got that under my belt, you know, good at install, good at service, duck sizing, you know, troubleshooting, I was worth something. And I, made, I started, you know, making good money at these companies um, at that point. And, you know, so... I don't know. I just want to give back to the community. In fact, I got a surprise that I haven't told any, anyone about that I'm going to be working on. And it's I'm going to be launching this new new thing. Um, I won't give any hints out either because I don't want anyone to guess. I want it to be a total surprise. But in about three months, probably a month or two after uh, AHR, I'm going to launch this concept. And it's all about giving back to the HVAC community because... I've made a great living in the HVAC industry and I want to give back to it and I want to give promote the young guys to get out there and let them know they can they can make millions of dollars in the HVAC industry. Uh, de- depends, you know, depends what level you want to take it to. I mean, the right. HVAC god, you, you guys all know him of course. Oh yeah. Oh, that yeah. guy is yeah, I mean, look at I mean, incredible guy. He 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 has beautiful work trucks, a beautiful family. He makes, uh, you know, looks like he's doing really well. I mean, so he took it to a whole different level. And then there's the the HVAC boss guy. You guys know him, right? Um, he's yep. he's newer on Instagram, but he he's out there working in the field every day. Uh, and he's got like 40 guys. I don't know how many trucks. They they have breakfast every Friday. He takes good care of his employees. It looks like to me. Uh, he's ki- out there killing it. I know he's killing it, doing really well. So you can take it to whatever level you want. Even if you're within a company and you're working for a company, you can uh, work yourself up to a, you know, maybe a partner, maybe a manager, maybe a service manager, maybe an install manager, and make you know 100, 200 grand a year, whatever it is, with bonuses and uh, incentives and things like that. So it's like. You know, throughout my throughout my career, I've seen a lot of guys just staying at one level, and then they're just like wondering, oh, yeah. wondering, 
why is the world passing me by? I'm like, well, you know, you got to have those guys. Somebody's got to do what they're doing. True. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, at the end of the day, right. I know we got to move, we got to move on with our generations, but um, yeah, I know guys that are, you know, 50, 60 years old installing. Yeah. 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 They didn't want no part of service. Like, no, no thanks. And, and they're happy, you know, me and my wife talk about all the time too, right? Like, and she's this person. She is, there's something to be said about a mindless job too, right? Where you make a good living, but when she hits that clock and she's off, she is off. Her brain stops. That's how my wife is. What she's doing. You know what I mean? And, and she's that person and she enjoys that. Like she sees me down here recording at 11 o'clock at night. We're doing it. Cause I, you know, I'm like you, I'm trying to get back. Yep. Um, I'm always working on something or tinkering with this or that with HVAC. And it's just, it never stops. But cause you got, you got to have that too. Yeah. Um, well, you probably, you probably enjoy this. Like it's just not even like a job, you know, I, I mean, no, kick yeah. back in your, in your, no, this pay, this podcast pays like shit. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. <now>. Sorry. <laughs> Sales guy slacking over here. Yeah. No, yeah. We don't do this for the money. Obviously this <laughs> is, <laughs> well, you crack open a beer and you talk about, you know, get to know people like, you know, I'm, I'm happy to get my story out there and right. uh, hopefully, um, you know, make a difference in, in someone's thinking or inspire them. Uh, I, I try to do a lot of inspiring on my on my page. I don't. Yeah. It might be some people might think it's corny. I don't give a shit really. But no, but it's not. I, it's not. Man. I I want to. I I came from nothing, and uh, I really made a great living, man. I've I've done some cool shit in my life because of the HVAC industry. So I want people to know that that right. you know you you can do take this industry to wherever you want. I mean. Um, whatever level you want. And I'm, I'm happy to help people out if they reach out to me to give me any kind of advice that I know, you know, cause I've, you know, just learned the hard way. Um, but I've, I've, I've raised, I mean, we haven't got to my show truck yet, but I, you know, that show truck I built, uh, that I took to SEMA and stuff. I mean, that was no cheap adventure. And oh, I'm sure it was not. I did that. You know, that was HVAC money. Um, so, you know, you could, it's not just a job or, I, you know, I make $14 an hour and, you know, blah, blah, I live paycheck to paycheck. Right. You could, yeah, there, you could take it wherever you want it. You got to get out there and just bust ass and quit, quit messing around. Well, that's, that's the key, key word. Key there. word. You gotta, yeah. you're going to have to put it in. Yep. Um, yep. If you want it bad enough, you got to go out. out there and, and, and make it, figure out how to make it. Uh, yeah, we've had we had HVAC God on here. We it was a two part show. We, oh, yeah, we did we, we talked we did like forever. two and a half hours. So I broke it up into two episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. But same thing, right? It's just started out at just ground zero. That guy and, is uh, a hustler, crushing it. I mean, oh, he's yeah. a serial entrepreneur. On top of it, I mean, yeah. it's, and I mean, he's I, I, he was talking to me when they were overseas, uh, back and forth. I mean, it, he's he'll reach out and talk anytime you ever want to talk oh, yeah. to him super nice guy yeah um he's a good dude um I and him. i think well and i think you know you talk about going to a new company again i think one of the things you you get to do again you talk about wanting to give back so much um you get to go in there and you've had all these different experiences with how to build culture in a company and now you can just go in there and you can pour that into these younger guys mm-hmm. and you can 
you know, you're going into a new market, fresh people, and you get to kind of just go in there and start to just build the community up a way it wasn't before. That's right. So make a difference. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, yeah, we I'm all excited. we all make a difference in our that's own what little we area. Do this for too. I mean, you know, we we sit around and talk about it all day long. But the biggest thing is, if if we don't go out and create and foster an environment that people want to be a part of the trade industry, how in the hell can we ever expect them to want to be? Right. Um, well, you, there's years ago, like if you were in the trades, it's like, well, okay, so you, you, you need to look down on you. Yeah, exactly. Well, now it's like, uh, no, there's people like HVAC God, like. Like me, even you know, I'm not gonna toot my own horn, but man, I've I've done really well on the HVAC. You've industry. seen that badass truck? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, my my white one uh, is pretty badass, but the silver one I had was was unreal. One of the baddest trucks out there. I mean, um, and all thanks to the HVAC industry. Uh, you know, unbelievable. I mean, Sweet. that truck uh, had an 18 inch air ride on it. It had only I, I bought it. Brand new and uh, trailered it to a shop in in uh, Arizona and had 121 miles on it and they tore the whole thing apart. And I'm like, <laughs> nice. Am I doing the right thing here? Like, that's some Texas metal stuff right that there. Was Texas yeah. metal shit right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it took me two years to build that and um, that SEMA 2020 didn't happen because of the whole COVID crap and then. So then I kept on building on it and building on it, which is cool because I got to do some more stuff to it. I designed the, the front grill on it, um, which is cool because I see that on, on other show trucks now. And they don't even know that I that I designed that, um, which is kind of cool. <laughs> I designed the, the, the tail, uh, the exhaust tips. It was a two into one, um, two round pipes into a, into a rectangle uh, pipe. And that was all custom made and I you know did that, but... Um, the main thing that I built that for is to me and my family could go around the country and, and go to these shows. You know, we went to Daytona beach, we went to Missouri, went to Texas and then finished off at SEMA. Um, and, uh, it's pretty cool. Actually, my, my wife, uh, almost didn't make it to SEMA show because she got diagnosed with, uh, you guys talk about this a lot, uh, breast cancer, blood cancer and skin cancer all in one week right before SEMA. Holy cow. Yep. And that was a, that was talking about a rough freaking deal. And the doctor barely let her go. He said, well, you know, your blood count is so high that, you know, if you sit down on the, on that trip for too long, you can get a blood clot and get a stroke or die or whatever. So every two hours we'd have to pull off the road. And, and so my wife could walk around and stuff. So SEMA, the whole experience was was a huge deal to us, man. It was a huge, wow. huge deal to us. Uh, and since she's doing good, um, she got luckily it was the uh, kind of leukemia, blood cancer that is more treatable than not. So she's on some heavy duty meds for that. Uh, she was able to get get the um, breast cancer removed um, and get a mastectomy uh, only on one side, so that was good. And then she got her. Uh, skin cancer you know all torn off her nose and skin graft and got all that done and she's hanging in there doing okay <laughs> damn nice well that's good to hear so the whole experience uh wasn't this oh hey look at my truck how cool i am it, it was it right. wasn't even about that it was about 
Okay, I worked my ass off all my life. I've been in crawl spaces with insulation up my ass crack. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy this. So I, uh, my, me and my son decided that, hey, let's build a show truck and, and see, see how it goes. And then, so it just kept on growing and growing and growing. And I, I didn't know I was gonna get to that point because I, I actually, in the, early on when I was building the truck, I stumbled across this thing called a build manager. And you, uh, they actually get all the sponsors together for you, and you pay them a, a pretty small fee uh, in the whole spectrum of things. And he actually got me to all these shows. He got me 32 sponsors on that truck, um, and so you know I saved a lot of money there. But I had to, you know, definitely commit to these shows after that for the sponsors, and which right. that was my whole idea anyway. So it kind of worked out, and uh, ended up to be one of the best things I've ever did in my life, you know, and I actually had to sell that truck, um, to lean out because we're moving now and we're buying a, a nice home, um, you know, a really nice home uh, again, finally. Um, so I had to sell that and kind of move on from that, which was really tough. It still bothers me to this day. Um, cause if I had millions in the bank, I could have kept it, but it was more of a burden at this point to drag it along with me and there's nowhere to park it. I mean, the thing was nine feet, nine and a half feet tall. So it's like, <laughs> where are you going to park that thing? You know, right. uh, I, I actually had its own, it had its own 14 by 30 storage unit that I kept it in those two years. It cost me 400 bucks a month. Um, yeah. So Jeez. that, that we had all of our fun in it and, uh, you know, and it was time to move on. So now we're kind of lean, uh, you know, I've, been working on uh, getting my credit all dialed in and, and, and no debt and all that stuff for the last few years. And now we're we're, we're moving and we're going to be super leaned out and ready to roll. So, well, sweet. Yeah. Well, I know you got to get. I know you got to get up early. Oh yeah. Uh, psh, I don't even. I, we've been talking for a long time. What I, are you two hours behind? Uh, something yeah, like that. Right. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Two hours. But I know you guys are, are in worse shape than me. It's what? Freaking <laughs> almost midnight over there, isn't it? No, we're used to it. Hey, this yeah. is this is what we do, man. Well, I hope I talked about enough cool things, um, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. A lot of cool things. Cool. Yeah, when you get settled in, man, we'll, we'll have you back on. We'll see how it went. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Find out about the new company and see what's happening. Yeah, yeah. That'd be oh, cool. yeah. We, we definitely got to talk about when you get, obviously, when you get settled in for sure. Yeah. Uh, whether it's service manager or something like that, I'd like to have you back on and sure. see, uh, we'll see what your, uh, we'll see what your attitude's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, I know. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. No, I wish you luck for sure. I think you'll be fine with that. Thank you. Um, they'd be, uh, they'd be lucky to have, a have that experience for sure. A lot of these companies are just spinning wheels, you know, yep. totally. Even if they got money and they got guys, they still can't get it going. Right. Uh, right. And that's easy to do in this business too. That's like, you know, if they let me kind of, you know, like here's my service department, I'm going to give you resources, but you got to run everything through me and get okay to everything through me. Obviously, you know, it's their money. Right. But if right. they can like give me the reins and say, Hey, you know, let's work together here, but I want you to kind of, you know, take this as your little baby and, and grow it. That's that's kind of what I would want because that would make me right. almost feel like I have my own company in a way, and it, may, it it would be challenging for me to bring them from whatever service techs, you know, maybe three star reviews to five stars, 
and top-notch service techs and you know really a really good atmosphere good team and I'd, I'd have fun creating that so that's hopefully the company I work for is gonna let me kind of do that because if they if they're the type that goes well, uh, it's 7.01. You were supposed to be here at 7 a.m. I'm going to write you up. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I just made, I just sold like 20 grand with equipment yesterday, and you're giving me shit over <laughs> a freaking minute? Okay, it ain't going to work, man. So I don't know if my entrepreneurship is going to get in the way. We'll have to see. Like, that's on the next episode, right? That's what I mean. We're definitely yep. having uh, no, part two to this. Oh, yeah. I was like, feeling. yeah, I kicked the guy's ass and I took his company. He's in the back. <laughs> He's in my backyard. No one even knows. And now I have his company. I'm kicking ass. No, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows, man? But yeah, yeah we'll see what happens on the next episode, right? So that's right. All right. Well, cool. Hey, awesome uh, on the Jumper King there. That thing's killer. Thank you so much. From a from an inventor to an inventor that I haven't ever put anything out, but I'm that guy. I like it. Um, well, if you ever, if anyone out there has any anything that invention wise, licensing, patents, trademarks, let me know. I, I can most likely help out, including you. Um, I've sweet. been through a lot in the uh, invention industry, and I've learned a lot. And I'm always happy to give back to whoever wants to know about it. Nice. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll put that out on uh, some social media and get some stuff coming your way for sure. Sounds great. Yeah, we really appreciate your time, Robert. Thank well, I appreciate you so your guys' time. Thanks for doing this and stay. Thanks for staying up late, and uh, you know, thanks for doing what you're doing. I, I really appreciate you guys. Thanks, man. All right, man. Hit us up. You got it, guys. Uh, well, have a good night. We'll see yeah. you soon.